The Crowncast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Hello, everyone. My name is Logan, and uh, regular listeners of the Crowncast will know what it is you're listening to. And if you're not a regular listener, if you're somebody who's just joined us for the first time, wow, your timing is incredible. I mean, really, your timing is good. We try and bring you all sorts of chaos. We try and bring you all the things that you want to hear about, about Charlotte FC, about the news surrounding the team. Uh, And we, of course, means I'm not here alone. I'm joined, as ever... Hi, Justin. Hello, Justin. Hey, Logan. It's uh, it's a beautiful afternoon, it is and a, it's a very exciting time for, for the Crowncast. So. Yeah, it is a very exciting time for the Crowncast because, and I love doing this, I love it when I get to introduce somebody besides you I so know. someone else can carry the podcast. Uh, and uh, we're here with a very special guest. It's Adam Armour. Hello, Adam. Hello. I appreciate you guys for having me. Uh, well, I mean, it's thrilling to have you here. I mean, it's the second chance we've had to interview a, a Charlotte FC player. It's incredibly exciting every time we get to do it. So, yeah, I, I mean, ultimately, it. we are fans. Like, we're super fans, and we analyze data, and we go in through all of this stuff. But ultimately, getting the chance to sit down with you is just as exciting for us as we hope it will be for the listeners. Yeah, so well, I appreciate it. That means a lot. <laughs> yeah, a little fun fact. Uh, I'm. I don't think I'm going to surprise anyone by saying. There is a stat out there that's very impressive with your name attached to it. You scored the first ever goal for Charlotte FC. I'm sure you've heard that statement somewhere like a million five hundred thousand sixty-eight times. It doesn't get old. It doesn't get nah, old. It doesn't get old. It's a really small list of people who have gone in and been the first ever goal scorer for mm. a whole organization. Um, really, really, really cool feeling, I'm sure, and we're going to get into that later. Um, but I want you to know you had the privilege of being the first ever player that a crown cast episode was named after. Really? So, yeah, congratulations. Wow. Amongst those titles, you know, first mm-hmm. ever goal scorer in history, first person to have a crown cast. You know, maybe one's a little better than the other, <laughs> but uh, we're going we're gonna to move into it. Justin, I think, I think we should ask him to join us as an honorary member of the crown cast, yeah. shall we? we? We did it when Brent Bronico was on the show. Uh, we had a great match this weekend in Houston, mm-hmm. and uh, the regular listeners of the crown cast, people who got a chance to hear our post react, they know that, that Logan and I have crowned some of the players already, but mm-hmm. Adam, we wanted to ask, did anybody stand out and, in your opinion, deserve a crown for their performance? Um, well, speaking of him, I feel like Brent Bronico, top performance, doing all the dirty work like he, he normally does. Um, so I would definitely put him up there. And then on top of that, I think, um, Guzman Carujo and Anton walks holding it down in the back. I feel like so very solid performances in our last episode, we referred to that as the, uh, Bermuda triangle Mm -hmm. of attacks. Uh, it is so impressive to see, especially how they're coming together, but I am going to be the bad guy and I am going to make you pick one. (laughs) You can't, you can't pick all three. Wow. Yeah. I, I like you're a special gentleman. I understand. But uh, you're in the crown cast world now, buddy. Okay. I'm saying the crown goes to Brant Bronico. The crown goes to Brant Bronico. BB13, if you're out there and listening to this, you have a fan. (laughs) Actually, you have three, and they're all sitting at this table. Uh, Justin, you want to go into the 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 excitement about the first ever goal? Yeah. I mean, we talked about it a little bit already, but, but, you know, what did it feel like? Did it feel a little extra special thing. Obviously it's the first goal in the team's history and everything. So it's going to feel special. Does the fact that it comes in Atlanta add a little bit of extra spice to it? It definitely does. <laughs> like, uh, I think, um, you know, it'd be a crazy feeling to score at home in front of our amazing fans, but scoring in that, that rivalry match against yeah. Atlanta in Atlanta, 
uh, my first time playing in that stadium, it, it felt really good to just, you know, silence their, their yeah. crowd. And uh, I mean, one of the things I'll tack on to this is, you know, we talked about it in Attacking Armor, the, the episode that was titled after you. I don't think a lot of people would have put your name down as the guy who, who would come away with the first one. Clearly, that didn't matter to you. Not at all. No. Um, that made it feel even better. <laughs> there are there are people on this team who people would have gone, yes, absolutely, mm-hmm. right? I mean, T.D. Ortiz, mm-hmm. huge name. Uh, we bring in Carol Swiderski, uh, Daniel Rios. There's a whole list of people. And 19 years old, correct? I, I do have my sat right there. Yes, yes. 19 years old, you rock up at what is expected to be the the game mm. for this team going forward, the rivalry match. You get a little bit of space in the box and you just basically thunder it into the bottom corner with your head. Uh, was it was it all training? Did you have time to think about it as the ball was flying towards you? Did you look around and go, oh, I'm free, I can do this? Yeah, so, um, you know, I was a little taken off guard by it. I, I kind of was told to... So I'm normally the guy that's staying back on our attacking corners to help prevent a counterattack. For whatever reason, this day, um, our assistant coach at the time, Mikel, is telling me, get in the box, start by the penalty spot, and just make a run wherever. So I'm like, okay, I can do that. I stay at the penalty spot. I mean, I guess they didn't look on film before. They There was no one marking me. So I just tried to get my head on the ball, and it ended up going in. Hey, uh, I mean, it's a moment that we all remember clear as day. I'm sure for you, it is it is such a big one. I, I also have to say it's probably been hit to death now. Is there any last thing you want to talk about that goal? Anything you want to share with the people that you love or, or with the fans out there that might want to hear about it? And if not, we'll push it on along. Um, I mean, no, it was just amazing having the traveling fans there um, to watch that happen and the amount of love and support that I got after that goal was was amazing. I feel like, like you said before, nobody really expected it to be me, <laughs> but I feel like the support I had from from our fans was amazing. Did it feel like a bit of an arrival into the big, the big it times? Did. It did, because, I mean, leading up to that, I was getting an appearance here and there, but not really showing what I feel like I was capable of, and I feel like that was a, a glimpse of, of what I have to offer. Amazing. Uh, so, obviously, we talk about the, the high moment, right? We have to talk about the low moment. And no surprise to anyone, we haven't really seen you on the field much since uh, due to a pretty bad injury. Uh, do you want to tell us about the injury, what happened, what was the injury, and what have the doctors said so far? Yeah, so basically, um, in the Open Cup match against Greenville, I ended up tearing my lateral and medial meniscus. And then when we looked at the MRI, I also appeared to not have an ACL in my left knee. So I had to get both of those fixed, and um, they put in an ACL for me. So maybe now that I have an ACL in my knee, I might be a little quicker. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's a, it's a long process. But, no, I've been, I've been handling it better than I would expect. Uh, luckily, I have a good group of guys. I see them every day still. But... I'm just so motivated to get back and be even better than I was before that I don't have time to to be too upset about it. Well, and I think, uh, you know, looking at some of the initial reports they were talking about, oh, we're not going to see Adam again until 2023 or something like that. Now it looks like maybe, you know, 
as the injury reports continue to come out, they're talking maybe late summer 2022. We'll still see you back before the end of the season. So, you know, I think it's awesome that uh, that we've had a chance to, you know, maybe see the recuperation come a little bit quicker than we expected. So um, as we talk about that, you know, you're obviously still in, in good shape. You look like you're ready to step back out on the pitch. What has the rehab process been like? What has just general fitness been like as you work towards getting back out there? Um. So it's I've been taking it week by week. Um, now that I can actually walk, I'm off the crutches. They've had me doing a lot of gym sessions, a lot of cardio on the bike, um, intervals, stuff like that. So I feel great. I feel like my legs, my knee is getting stronger. So um, I'm going to try my best not to rush back into anything. But it's it's very tempting because I'm feeling good. So they're they're taking good care of me. Uh, so one of the questions that I personally have, so... Uh, one of the struggles I've hit in my life, I was an athlete in college, as so many are, and had a very bad injury that essentially removed me from my sport. Um, for me, and for a lot of others out there, you know, we don't have whole teams of coaches looking out for us. What is the mentality like to come back from such an injury? What, is it, what does it sort of take every morning to come back and go, yes, you know, this muscle is atrophying, or... Mm-hmm. Yes, right now I can't I can't do this, mm. but I know how I get back. Yeah, um, that's a good question because I feel like so many people can lose motivation in a time like this. Uh, me personally, you know, it's very very devastating at first, but um, just my my want to be the best that I can be has been driving me through it. I know that no matter when I'm back, when I am back, I want to show everybody that. You know, I could be a good player that can contribute to the team. And I'm also someone who's very motivated by seeing progress. So if I'm doing better one week than the last, it's going to motivate me to do better next week and continue to do better so that when it's time to play, I'm 110%. And one, one of the things that we talked about with Brant Bronico was the grind set. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're close with Brant, I'm sure that'll be a good uh, a good <laughs> mentality for you moving forward. I am going to go now into uh, one of the harder questions we're going to ask you. We warned you this was coming. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the club had a shakeup a while back. Uh, Miguel Ramirez, there one day, everyone's like, yes, Miguel Ramirez is here. We play Seattle. The game looks a little bit crazy. The next day, Miguel Ramirez, gone. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, picked up like a claw machine. From your perspective, obviously, some of the other players have spoken out. From your perspective, what happened? Um, I feel like from from what I've seen, kind of, it's he just had a different views than than the rest of the people with the club. And, um, you know, it caught us all off guard that, that this happened and especially it happened so soon in the middle of the season and everything. But I feel like um, the higher-ups with the club have – a set d- direction and idea of where they want the club to go. And I feel like he might not have aligned with that. So the club did what they had to do to, to make sure we're moving in the direction that they want us to. Yeah. I mean, ultimately it is, it is about the direction of the club. And Justin, I know you had something you want to tag here. Well, I think you, you have a chance, Adam, to maybe offer a unique perspective uh, here because it wasn't just MAR that was let go. There was a lot of changes, including the fitness coach. So Cristobal Nieto was, was let go at the same time. Did the, the, you know, did the training room, did the recovery space or anything like that 
you know, was there a major change? Was there a major impact uh, with that, you know, organizational shift too? Um, I feel like it wasn't it wasn't too crazy because we had guys in the staff that were able to take that role up and and kind of offer a different a different kind of vibe and set of exercises and stuff like that, but the same quality and the same um, demand for the players. So mm-hmm. I feel like that paired with the fact that the players knew that we had to stay together in a time like this, I feel like we've we've been pushing pretty well for for something so drastic. And I guess the last sort of piece on the transition and everything like that for you personally as a player, do you think Latanzio seems more willing to, you know, put young talent out there, maybe not necessarily rely on names that he might know a little bit better. The the names on the 11 uh, are a little bit more shaken up. The names on the 18 are a little bit more shaken up. As you come back, do you think, you know, maybe the opportunity is a little more there with Christian Latanzio for you to, to make this team? I do get that feeling. And and he's he's come to me many times um, since I've been hurt, and he's, you know, checked on me, made sure that I know that, he thinks I'm a player that can really help the team. So I feel like that that's extra motivation for when I come back and I feel like I'll, I'll get that chance eventually. So I will work towards that. So when the chance comes, whether I'm coming off the bench, starting a game, I'll be ready for it. Yeah. So I'm going to throw in a question here that uh, I'm sorry isn't on our prep sheet. But <laughs> since we have you here, I want to ask. One of the things that people talk about is if you're 25 to 28 – in theory, you're in the perfect footballer range, right? You should have the experience to be reliable. You should still theoretically have the legs, et cetera, et cetera. But nobody is 25 to 28 their whole life, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we all wish. But 19 years old, listed as a defender. I assume you've done a lot of defending in your life. You actually have one of the hardest positions as a young player, and that is when we sat and talked with Brant Bronico, he said, I have the right to to make the right play. I have the freedom to do the right thing because if I mess up, they're running at our back four. As a young defender, if you mess up, they're running at Christian Galena, right? Uh, So how do you handle that pressure of knowing that you're going to develop, that you're going to get better, that you're going to learn how to play fast attackers and creative attackers? And how do you sort of take on that mentality of, of, knowing you're going to have to get through the phases of learning and, and being a, a young defender in the league balanced with the, hey, if I make a mistake, it, it looks really bad on camera. I honestly, I love it for whatever reason. <laughs> um, I feel like I just do better under pressure. I play better under pressure knowing that if I make a mistake, I might cost my team. Um, and I also love the feeling of playing against a superstar winger that I know is good. I know people are going to be having their eye on. I just I feel like I thrive in moments like that. Um, and you know I used to I used to be a winger. I used to be the guy that was scoring goals and getting assists. But since I've been moved to the back, I it's it's definitely been my favorite position. Okay. Uh, well, that sort of covers something that I think we definitely would have wanted to ask, and that is you know. Your role currently listed as a defender is where you would prefer to play. I mean, that's where where you see yourself in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's funny. Funny enough, I actually talked to Latancio a couple of times, and he says he likes my attacking qualities, and he could see me as a winger in the future. So 
we'll see where we go with that. I definitely don't mind being a winger, and that's where I came on against Atlanta and everything. But I mean, you're coming into a league and a time right now that uh, fullbacks uh, who know how to be both defensive and are fast enough to be attackers are really, really valuable. So that might be a great skill set you're developing. Uh, Justin, I'm going to pass this off to you. Do you have a question you want to throw in here? Well, first a comment. I'd just like to say I'd love to see you and Shinyashiki running up that left wing and and a little bit of interplay that way. That's a lot of speed and a lot of uh, creative talent going up that side. I wouldn't want to be that. I wouldn't want to be the person on the other side of that. No. (laughs) But um, I also wanted to ask, though, you know, Mora and Fuchs kind of play in the same left defensive space they're both experienced guys try not to offend anybody there elder statesmen of the game they're old (laughs) (laughs) as long as you say it and we don't we're i think we're okay but for you you know coming in with a couple of older guys in that position um is it more of a mentorship is it more competition for you you know how do you see it and and how has it been in the locker room for you um, I see it a lot as a mentorship, uh, more so with Fuchs. I was with him last year with Independence. Mm-hmm. Since he's been here, he's been teaching me stuff. But I am a competitor at the end of the day, so I'll try to use and, – and I talk to Mora too, and I'll just try to use the things they give me and maybe take that to hopefully play over them at some point. But, uh, no, it's, it's, it's great because they're two great guys, two great players that have been playing for a while. So I'm just trying to – absorb as much as I can from them and then if my opportunity comes I'll I'll be ready for it so is it is it fair to say that right here on this podcast you're announcing you're coming after Mora and Fuchs yes 100%, 100%. okay good. and the wingers too <laughs> oh you're gonna go for both spots <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um that is that's spectacular one of the things I'm gonna ask you is and it sounds like we've already got a little bit into this so I think it transitions well as as fans as people who you know, get to see the media of the team, et cetera. Christian Fuchs is sort of touted as the locker room guy, right? And it makes a lot of sense. He's got a lot of experience. Is he sort of the locker room guy? I mean, have there been other people who have stepped up as leaders of the the squad as well? And for you, who do you look up to and say, hey, I can learn from this guy? Hmm. Yeah, I would definitely say he's the locker room guy. He's no matter who it is, he'll keep everyone in check. He'll motivate everyone. He's always positive, but he'll call someone out if he needs to. Uh, I think Guzman, because there are some players who don't speak English uh, too much, so I think Guzman's definitely stepped up in that role of of leading and being the locker room guy, being the guy out on the field that's commanding people. Um, so I think those two definitely do a great job of, of leading the team. And then I think... Guys that I would look up to, Fuchs is definitely one of them, and then Brant Bronico. And in a different sense, um, I just I admire how hard he works and, and his dedication to the game, so that's definitely something I've taken some notes from. But we just have some really good guys on the team that you could learn different stuff from. So. And we want to be perfectly clear because Brant Bronico is now basically a friend of the podcast. We've had him on twice. We didn't ask you to say anything about Brant Bronico. So to Brant, you genuinely have fans. Yeah. Um, So one of the things that I think is very important uh, is club culture, right? Is what happens inside of the club. And as much as I hate to do this to you, Justin, I'm going to say nice things about Manchester United. Uh, I, I am an Arsenal fan. Me too. So. Oh, yeah, there we go. 
There what we, we have here is actually a gentleman and a scholar. <laughs> uh, but we've we've talked about in the past how some of the the famous managers at at Manchester United didn't actually have to worry about culture because it had been put in place and the players perpetrated it. Mm-hmm. You know, like they would go to practice and the captain of Manchester United at the time, if the younger players or the newer players weren't weren't doing it well. Mm-hmm you know, it would be the players who buck them, right? It, do you see a similar culture coming out of Christian Latanzio? You know, do you see sort of a really hands-on, the culture is getting set? You know, what, what would you describe the culture of the team as? Um, you know, it's, it's tough because we're a new team, so I feel like we're still trying to set that culture. But at the same time, we do have, and luckily, we do have an environment where the players are holding each other accountable. So um, Latanzio... You know, he's always talking to the players. He's always helping us. He's always giving us the tactics and everything. But I feel like he also expects us to get the most out of each other. So we'll have the players getting on each other, you know, making each other work. But if it's not to his standards, he will. He He's not afraid to get on us and, and let us know what we have to do. Um, We've talked a lot about football we've talked a, lot, talked a lot about Charlotte FC let's let's move away a little bit and talk just a little bit more about Adam uh so you know one of the questions we asked Brant and and uh really enjoyed this was the game day superstition do you have do you have a thing you do on game day as part of your prep and everything to get you in the right mindset um nothing too abnormal um I like to just sleep in have a good breakfast most times a big breakfast um, the only thing I need really is my my shower before going to the stadium, like a 30-minute shower, just listening to music, having a good time. Um, but, yeah, there's nothing crazy, just just those little things. And then the, the you know, weekends there is no match or anything like that. You've been, you know, cut loose from training, everything. Everything's relaxed. What do you do to wind down? What are your hobbies around town? What do you? Um, that's a good question. I feel like every time... I'm trying to make a decision on what to do. I end up eating. Um, <laughs> you know, there are a lot of good places to eat. Uptown, South End, I've been trying to find more places instead of Chick-fil-A and, yeah. <laughs> and the usuals. I, I mean, Chick-fil-A and Bojangles, there's nothing wrong with that kind of thing. But <laughs> I mean, maybe not as a professional athlete. No, like, there, no, there may be something wrong with it Not at that point. frequently as a professional <laughs> athlete. Uh, I mean, you said you did hear the Brant Bronico interview. Uh, so you know that Soul Gastro Lounge is just down the road and has a very good recommendation, at least one very good recommendation. We're going to jump this along uh, because Justin came up with something I really like. He didn't come up with it, but he did. He was the one to bring it forward. Uh, so uh, we're going into a lightning round. Oh. No explanations as quickly as you can answer. Justin, take it away. Yeah. PlayStation or Xbox? Xbox. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Ketchup or mustard? Ketchup. Uh, Premier League or La Liga? Premier League. Pirates or ninjas? Ninjas. Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. Beach or mountains? Mountains. And uh, pizza or wings? Oh, wow. I'm going to say wings. Ah, that's two for wings. That's three for wings. I count. Um, And I'm going to add one more onto this now that I know you're an Arsenal fan, and that is, get ready for it, Smith Rowe or Martinelli? Smith Rowe. Oh, uh, we're getting we're getting a beer after this. Uh, oh no, you're drink. 19. I can't do that. Um, we're getting we're getting something after this. We'll we're get gonna get wings after this. Yeah. Uh, 
that's uh, super cool to hear. Uh, super cool to hear that you're a fan of a good team, mm-hmm. and uh, especially the good team that is Charlotte FC. I don't think that we can say how excited we are to see you back. Uh, the impact you brought into the team in the very yeah. small space that you got to be there on the field. Uh, I mean, let's just be honest. If you keep that goals per 90 up, uh, we're going to be unstoppable. <laughs> so that's the plan. All the best. Uh, last question is this is our team. Charlotte FC is our team. And outside of your goal, because we're going to assume that's the favorite moment, what is the best moment you've had with those guys so far? Mm. On the field, I would say first win at home in front of our fans. And we're, we had the celebrations in the locker room after the best feeling ever. I would say off the field, you know, a nice little team dinner. All the guys are really getting to know each other because, you know, we play a lot. We hang out um, outside of the field, but I feel like just those nights where we're getting closer, getting to learn more about each other are very important. So I would say just a simple team dinner where every, all the guys are out and just having a good time. That's fantastic. Uh, we are going to start to wrap it up there. Justin, any final thoughts you want to tag on here? No, just uh, incredible to have a chance to talk with you, Adam. It's been a ton of fun. Uh, we really appreciate it. And, you know, they are experienced guys. Uh, I fully expect you to take that starting shirt away from them before too much longer. I appreciate That's that. That's what we will be looking for. Uh, Adam, again, we can't say thank you enough for coming out and joining us. Is there any final thing you want to tag on before you, uh, you go away for the day? Um, no, I just wanted to say thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. And... Um, BrantBronico.com. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Adam, you are now an honorary member of the Crown Cast. Congratulations. Uh, and also a professional athlete who plays for Charlotte FC. That one's <laughs> that, important. That too, yeah. Uh, and we are going to sign it off there. We will talk to you after we take our next three points. Goodbye for now. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com. <laughs>